You're listening to the Geek Watch Podcast, Episode 30, The End. This is the Geek Watch Podcast with Brian Hatcher and Mandy Petrie. Greetings, Geek Watchers, and welcome to episode 30 of the Geek Watch Podcast. I'm Brian Hatcher, and with me, as always, Geek Watch's own resident geek goddess, Mandy Petrie. Hey, Brian. Wow, 30. Dirty 30. Dirty 30. It's amazing. The title for this week's podcast is The End. The End. Now, not the end of the podcast. <laughs> and I realize that it's a little clickbaity to call this the end, but hey, this is the internet, and that's how you get views. But <laughs> we're going to talk about three subjects today that deal with the end. The first one, there was some news for The Walking Dead. This is going to be Rick's last run, this series. <laughs> and the rumors have it that John Berenthal, Shane, will be coming back. His character... What? Really? Yes. I'm assuming huh. that this is going to be for a flashback or something, because he did oh, come back. Okay. He did come back for a flashback before. Mm-hmm. But I think okay. that this is definitely going to be tied into when Rick dies. I think he's going to die. There's not going to be any walk off into the sunset. And so there's going to be some sort of a flashback involving Shane, I think. And I'm wondering if it's not going to be, you know, Rick dies, he goes to the pearly gates, and there's Shane and Laurie mid-involved, and they look up and go, oh, Rick, I'm, I'm sorry, man, we, we didn't expect you to be here <laughs> <Again>. so soon. <laughs> there's all these angel babies behind them, and Laurie just looks at him and goes, they're yours, Rick, really, <laughs> No matter what, they're yours. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> well, we all know that Judith isn't either Shane or Rick's, obviously, that baby is Andrea's. No two brunette <laughs> parents can have a blonde kid like that. <laughs> Somehow, that's how it happens. So, <laughs> so I guess they're, get, of course, getting ready to set up for what'll be Rick's last season. And, of course, this is also going to be Maggie's last season. Mm-hmm. So we're going to lose two big characters at the end, of, probably in the midpoint. And then after that, who knows? Right. But uh, we'll, I guess we will find out when we find out. And so the second thing I wanted to talk about... It was announced this week that AMC will be canceling Comic Book Men. Oh, and so this is going to be I never the watched end. Comic Book Men. So. I, I didn't watch it regularly. I would catch episodes here and there, and they were very fond of playing an episode of Comic Book Men after a big episode of The Walking Dead, and they would follow it up with Comic Book Men. Hmm. Kevin Smith, he said that when they first started Comic Book Men, that he thought it would last a season, and that was it. But it did manage to go nine seasons. Wow. And what was interesting about the show is as it developed, basically, if you've never seen the show before, it's about Jay and Silent Bob's secret stash, Kevin Smith's comic book store that he owns in Red Bank, New Jersey. And it would cover the gentlemen that run that store, and then they'd have bumpers where they'd be in the studio talking with Kevin about certain things that happened in the store. And this comic book store, they sell comic books and toys and things like that, but they'd also buy old, vintage comic books, toys, things like that. You know, people would bring in these really strange things that either were very, very rare or things they hadn't seen before or just stuff from childhood. And it became sort of a geek version of Pawn Stars, Uh, mm -hmm. which was really neat because they would talk about the background of a lot of these things. And you'd see toys you didn't think about for years, like, 
Like I, I remember somebody brought in an Evil Knievel set, you know, <laughs> Evil Knievel doll and, and the motorcycle. And I had one of those when I was six years old. Oh. So that should tell you how long ago this was. <laughs> and then somebody brought one of those in. It's like you immediately just go back to childhood. It was a really cool show. It and a lot of celebrities would come into the store with things, and it was a really fun show. But, of course, after a while, everything kind of gets old. And I know some people were a little bit concerned that because of certain things that we mentioned last week, that maybe AMC is getting away from all the geek culture stuff that they used to do, and they're wanting to wipe the slate clean, as it were. And I don't think that's true. Comic Book Men, after nine seasons, I think at that point, yeah, I, maybe it's it's overstated. It's welcome. Now, Kevin Smith thought it lasts one season, and that would be it. So to get nine seasons out of it was more than anybody could expect. I mean, that's a long-running show when you get nine seasons out of it. Oh, yeah, and the fact that they're developing Nosferatu right. by Joe Hill into a limited series. So I look at that as the horror genre, pop culture kind of genre. So I don't see yeah, and, and them of course, getting away from you it. Know, and, and of course, I think that honestly, with the shows that they've got on their docket, geek culture has been a part of AMC for a long time. And I think, you know, Walking Dead was a part of it. And of course, with the terror, the series based off the Dan Simmons novel, that there's a lot that they're going to be able to do with geek culture and stuff that we love. I don't think it's going to go away anytime soon. And so I wouldn't necessarily worry about that. Definitely, it's going to be missed because it was always a fun show to catch. There's always reruns. There's always buying it on DVD, I mm -hmm. suppose. So that binging. You can still binge it. So yep. it'll always be around, at least for that aspect. So and. This last thing that we wanted to talk about. Yeah, is this is this niche? Is this local? Do you this think is, this may be? Well, it's definitely going to be niche for the geek watchers out there who don't live in West Virginia or Virginia or parts of Kentucky or Ohio. You're not going to know what we're talking about, but it's going to be fun to to mention this because we're taping this on Wednesday, the 27th, and yesterday was the end of an era. Kroger ended a promotion that they've been doing for about a month and a half, and for those of you who don't even know what Kroger is, Kroger is a chain grocery store. And they've been doing this promotion where if you bought $30 worth of groceries, they gave you a Marvel Micro Pop figure. If What's you, a Marvel Micro Pop, Pop fig figure? You well, ask. <laughs> yeah, basically what it is, it is a little silicon figure of a different Marvel character with a little sucker on the bottom. It's like a little suction cup so you can stick it to things. It looks like something that when you were a kid, you get out of a gumball machine. Yes, mm -hmm. gumball so, machine, exactly. Yeah, it, it's not anything that impressive. Some of the characters are painted. Some of the characters are clear. They call them special edition characters, although they're not any more rare than any of the other characters. They call them special editions because they look different. There's a gold Spider-Man, which is a special edition. And then they've got six characters, Star-Lord, Thanos, Thor from Thor Ragnarok, Iron Man, Loki, and Hulk. And they're all different colors. They're basically the colors of the Infinity mm -hmm. Gems. Yep. And then all the characters are basically out of any of the Avengers movies. Now, you've got some of the Guardians of the Galaxy characters. you got Spider-Man, the villains from all the movies. And so there's like about 24 characters in mm -hmm. all. And... Again, it was like it was a promotion. You could buy one for 99 cents, mm -hmm. 
Or if you bought $30 worth of groceries, they would give you one. And there was a little album you could put all these things in. It was kind of a goofy little promotion that Kroger thought, well, that'd be kind of fun that we can do. There's not going to be any big deal about it. It's just going to be something fun. (laughs) Wrong. What Kroger didn't realize was that this thing took off and it it went insane. People really started collecting these things. And to give you an idea of how addiction works... (laughs) My mother, she was grocery shopping, and they asked her, do you have a little boy? And even though I'm 51 years old, I'm always going to be my mom's little boy. So she said, yeah. And he said, well, here, have some of these figures. And so she gave them to me, and I said, what are these? And she said, I don't know what they are. (laughs) She said, they just gave them to me. And I opened them up, and I got one of the clear Lokis. I got a Thanos and an Ultron. So I got all three villains from the... From the Avengers movies to start off. I'm like, oh, that's kind of neat. What am I going to do with these? And so I started sticking them up on my monitor at home. And every once in a while, she'd bring a few to me and I'd add to it. And then eventually, as as you will, when you start getting more of them, you start getting duplicates. And I'm like, okay, well, I got the, you know, this is a duplicate. Oh, there's something we didn't mention is that you don't, they're mystery. You don't, you oh, can't yes. see in the packet. Oh, so that's right. That's you one get thing. a packet and it's like a bubble packet. You can't even like feel inside of it to feel if you feel like yeah. um like Loki's horns or anything like that. You don't know what you're getting. Yeah, the only thing that you can really do is that some of the, the figures are bigger than others. So if you shake them, you can tell mm-hmm. if you're getting a small figure as compared to a larger figure. But that's, mm-hmm. yeah, that's about it. That's about it. it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so, but, you know, as you start kind of collecting them, you get duplicates. And honestly, I didn't know how many figures there were and didn't really care. So I was just giving these figures out to different people. Mm-hmm. And eventually, you do find out there's 24, and there was an iPhone app where you could keep track of the ones that you had. And then you were like, I'm like five or six away from completing the set. I might as well just complete the set. Mm -hmm. And so eventually, you'll start to buy one or two yourself. And as you can imagine, it's a lot more difficult to get a particular figure than if you don't care. (laughs) And so you can wind up getting a bunch of figures. And not a single one of them is the one you want. And so as you start getting close to it, and you complete the set, and you're like, what do I do with the rest of these figures? Well, I'm only just missing four or five of them. Maybe I can complete a second set. Mm-hmm. And hence the chain begins. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I, I didn't get the app. I got the album. Uh-huh. So I was right from the beginning. I got the album and I started putting them in there and I started with like three and then it just kept getting more and more and I had all these extras. And then my mother's nephew is really into pop culture too. And she's like, you know what? We're going to get enough that we could probably fill up one for him too. And we ended up filling up two albums, one for me and one for him. And uh, it ha- it is, it's an addiction. And it, it, beca- <laughs> it became an addiction. And Kroger was really, really surprised on how well this promotion went because to them starting out it says oh, this is a cute thing but it's kind of a nuisance we're <laughs> we're giving them some tchotchkes why would anybody care but people started really collecting them and in my case i have one complete set that's sitting on the top of my monitor i've got a complete set that i have in, in one of the albums and then i have another set that's almost complete i just need a thanos and now that the promotion is over, of course, people are saying, well, how are you going to get that? Well, I've got a couple of leads on a Thanos, so mm. I can complete that last set. 
But apparently the Kroger in Kanawha City, which is a small burg outside of Charleston, that the, they're going to be doing a trade day sometime day mm-hmm. this week. They've already did one, and it was extremely popular so that people can complete sets. And then there was also one in Marmette. So people are kind of trading off. So like People come together through a mutual love of something. Yeah. So this has become like any other social gathering. It's exactly. very exciting. And I'll tell you, it's really funny because a lot of the people that I know collect these, some of these people, they don't read comic books, they don't watch comic book movies. It just kind of grabbed them, you know. It's like, well, they got a handful of these. They're like, oh, you can complete a set. Well, let's just complete a set. And so Kroger didn't realize how well this promotion was going to go because it got to a point that when people realized that this was almost over, they started buying up a heck, you know, buying them all up. Like handfuls, yes. And so I know that the Kroger in Dunbar and the Kroger on the west side, they were out by last weekend. So they didn't even have enough to carry on to the Monday and Tuesday. And I know a lot of other Krogers at this point, they're like the one up Corridor G. Mm -hmm. There's none there. Maybe there's some Krogers that still have them, but probably Probably not. not. Well, yesterday I did stop on my way to work at the Kroger in Marmette, and I did pick up two for us. Can you hear that? Yeah, get our Foley artist here to make some. There we yeah, go. One for Brian and one for me. These are going to be the the end, the last ones that we'll ever get to open. Yep. Because probably from now on, when we do trades, they'll already be open, so we'll know which ones we're getting. Yep. So we're going to open them right here on air. Uh, Brian, do you want to go first? I and will go first. Fingers crossed it's your Thanos. I got a... Um, Hawkeye. It's the Hawkeye, yes. I got the little... You know, oh, yeah, you got Ultron. I got Ultron. So... Okay. These will be the last... Yeah, these last are the last... Last time t- we ever get to open, and there's there's this little thrill that you get with opening these, oh, and yeah. it's so exciting. Uh, as a matter of fact, I think in Canada they did something like this. They didn't have the Marvel characters, but they were doing Star Wars characters, and so Ooh. they did... I think a, a grocery store there did uh, Star Wars Micro Pops. Oh, and wow. so Well, maybe they'll do that one next. Maybe since Kroger sees how good this was... Maybe they'll, they'll do that. I'd, or Harry Potter or something, yeah, yeah. Well, maybe not Star Wars because, you know, I said we were going to do three, but I think we actually do have time to do four, and we'll cover this in about a second. But I did want to end with saying that it's amazing to me with Kroger is they have these little goofy things, these little silicon busts on suction cups that, like I said, they look like something that would come out of a gumball machine, but people just took to them like crazy and enjoyed collecting them, and it was just a little fun geek thing that we could get into, and people enjoyed doing it, and it brought a lot of people into collecting these things that not really big comic book fans, not really big fans of the movies, which I thought was also strange. There's a lady at my work that collects these who don't even know what these characters are. (laughs) She just knows enough that... She'll say something like, I need the blue one. Yeah, exactly. Um, and as I said, we had three endings, but I am going to have to mention the fourth since we did mention Star yeah. Wars. It looks like their standalone Boba Fett and Obi-Wan. Obi-Wan Kenobi films are going to be put on hold because Solo underperformed. And so it looks like at this point, they're not going to push those films forward at this point. And I can understand that. I mean, this is something that you and I have talked about. Mm -hmm. And our friend Kevin, who's also a big Mm -hmm. movie nerd. um, Your partner on The Real Deal. The thing about Star Wars and what made it special was that you didn't get a movie every six months. You had to wait two or three years. Right. You think about how long you had to wait when you found out that... Oh, by the way, spoilers for The Empire Strikes Back. Spoiler for that if you've not seen this. (laughs) But when Darth Vader tells Luke Skywalker, I'm your father, and cuts his hand off, and Han Solo is encased in carbonite and taken away by Boba Fett, that was the end of the movie. 
and you had to wait three years before you got to see what happened. Star Wars movies were events. Mm-hmm. Everybody talks about Wookiee Hookie and the Tatooine flu, mm-hmm. people who would call in sick to work so they could <laughs> see the movie. Yes. The thing is, Star Wars was always that event film. It was a special occasion. People stood in line wearing costumes. Right. Oh. And we've kind of lost that with with yeah. Star Wars movies. You know, yeah, there's, we not... just had one at Christmas. Right. And now we got another one in May. So, yeah. you know. Well, I think the biggest issue with it is Star Wars is cool and all in small doses, I think. When it's a big event movie, then people care about it more. But... And I completely understand why Disney wants to have another franchise like the Marvel franchise, because look at all the money that it's making. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, you're going to put out a solo movie, which, and I'm not going to spend the rest of the podcast trashing the solo movie, although I did have a lot of problems with it. But the fact that this movie was coherent at all is a testament to Ron Howard, because we all know, if you see like Justice League, the pure chaos that can happen to a movie when you have one director and you get rid of that director and you put another director in there and their idea of the tone is completely different than the first one, which, of course, is the reason why the company put them in there in the first place. Mm -hmm. And it can be a real mess. And the fact that Solo really wasn't that big of a mess, storytelling-wise, surprised the heck out of me because it should have been a train wreck. And Mm -hmm. it wasn't quite a train wreck. But when you have a prequel movie where your main character is somebody, you know what happens to them... (laughs) How do you worry about them? You can't. It's not right. like they're going to kill him off. Although, if they had killed him off at the end of Solo, that would have been impressive because you're like, what did, but what happened? Mm-hmm. So, Alternate universe. Yeah, it's like, what? Did, how did this, what the, uh, uh, what, what? People would still be talking about that movie. But, of course, they would have to come up with some sort of an explanation. Mm-hmm. You know, how did he survive this? But that would certainly justify a second solo movie if for no yeah, other reason. Someone else. Uh, it's like, how do you fix... Someone stole his identity, and it wasn't him the whole time. <laughs> now, as far as the Obi-Wan movie, a rumor I've been hearing is that we are going to see Obi-Wan Kenobi in the next Star Wars movie, in, in Episode Nine. They're going to bring... you and McGregor. Yeah, because here's the thing. Right now, he's the same age that Alec Guinness was when he started in Star Wars A New Hope. And so he's age-appropriate, strangely mm-hmm. enough. <laughs> and there's also talks that now that J.J. Abram is coming back that he's going to retcon some of the stuff, re-retcon what Ryan Johnson did to try to get things back on the track to where he wanted the story to go. And especially since the title of this episode of the Geek Watch podcast is The End. The episode 9 is supposed to be the last of Star Wars in the thread that we're used to. In other mm-hmm. words, we have the prequels, we have the main series, we have these three sequels, and that that's going to be the end of that whole storyline the skywalkers grand opus yes but yeah that'll be the end of star wars as we know it and the movies from that point on will be other stories in that universe but they're not going to have anything to do with luke skywalker his family or maybe not even deal with the force or jedi they want to expand that story Mm -hmm. out and i think that's a really good idea because the strength of the Marvel movies are that they are very unique in themselves and they're all in the same universe, but they have their own tones. They have their own pace. They're just different movies. And so you can get away with releasing a Marvel movie 
every six months because Black Panther isn't going to be like Ant-Man and the Wasp. Mm -hmm. It's not going to be like Captain Marvel. It's not going to be like Thor Ragnarok. Thor Ragnarok is not going to be like Thor the Lost World. (laughs) I mean... (laughs) Even in the same franchise, the movies can be so different. I think that if Disney wants to make a franchise out of Star Wars, they definitely need to come up with a way to make the movies unique in their own and fresh and not a whole bunch of movies that are very similar to each other. And I know Solo was sort of a step in that direction and the fact that you didn't have any Force users... It was more of the underbelly, and it could have worked better than it did, but there were just some structures with the story itself and the fact, again, that you can't really worry about your main character if you know they're not going to get hurt. Right. Good character studies in movies can work, but they tend to work in art films. They don't really work in blockbusters. You can do a character study in an art film. (laughs) And not that they were trying to do that with Solo, but really it was all about watching character in that movie because, again, you know he's not going to die. Eventually we will see episode nine, and I guess from there Disney will have to look at where they want to go with Star Wars at that point. And, I mean, the worst thing that could possibly happen to them at this point would be that episode nine doesn't do well. It would be surprising to me of that to happen. But anything's possible at this point. I mean, as I said, Star Wars had to come out of the gates. This latest incarnation, amazing, because there was so much bad will with the prequels. Mm -hmm. And that's a problem you have with the audience, because what Marvel at this point, even though they've had their missteps, and they've certainly had their missteps, for the most part, their movies have been very well received. Mm -hmm. And since in Star Wars they haven't, people know, well, this movie could be really great, Or it could be really terrible. And who knows which one will be which. So people have a sort of a wait-and-see attitude when it comes to Star Wars movies. And so Episode Nine, they're going to need to really ramp it up and get the uh, franchise back on track. And so I'm wishing J.J. Abrams the best of luck on that one. I hope that he's able to turn things around and, and get the audience back because I don't think that this franchise can really stand to have another lackluster movie. I think if Nine doesn't perform that well that we may not see Star Wars for a while. They may sit on that for a while and say, well, it's not working out. Let's at least let it cool down a little bit. Maybe we can look at a reboot because it's not like they're going to never make another Star Wars movie. That property just has too much potential and it's made way too much money. It's not like they've had failure after failure all this time. They're just having some problems right now. But if they can get through those, then yes, this is going to be a very strong franchise. And of course, you know, movie companies these days, all they care about is having a really strong franchise because of how important it is to their bottom line. So nobody's going to throw a franchise away if they can at all help it. So mm-hmm. I think ultimately, if they can figure out the secret sauce, then we'll be getting mm-hmm. a lot more Star Wars. But I think a lot of that's going to fall upon Episode Nine and how well that it performs. And so, so with that said, we have reached the end of Episode Thirty of the Geek Watch Podcast. Thank you for listening, and don't forget to tune in next week for the latest in geek news and views with the Geek Watch Podcast. And so. For Mandy Petrie, this is Brian Hatcher reminding all the geek watchers out there that we're all geeky about something. Be proud of yours. See you next time. Thank you for listening to the Geek Watch Podcast. If you enjoyed this program, don't forget to like and subscribe on your preferred platform and share this podcast on your social media. For links to all the ways you can listen to the Geek Watch Podcast, as well as leave comments and suggestions, visit our website at geekwatch.net. 
The Geek Watch Podcast is a Hanging J production.